Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Whether you're strolling through a magical bamboo grove in Kyoto, Japan, or learning to make pizza in Naples that you'll go on and try to replicate at home a thousand times, you're building special memories that will last a lifetime. That's why people love Viator. It's a website and an app that helps you book almost any travel experience imaginable, ranging from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's truly something for everyone. Viator's traveler experiences also have millions of real traveler reviews. And when you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Fill your next trip with unforgettable memories. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Salutations, bitches. I'm Jackie Schimmel, writer and creator of blog The Bitch Bible. This week is a super sacred podcast episode. Not only are we on the precipice of Passover, or Pesach, as my hardcore Jews like to call it, we also have just relished in all the beauty of Easter. To be honest, I really don't understand Gentiles and their holiday gimmicks. Having a creepy uncle dress as a life-size bunny and then hide candy around a park reads a bit more Megan's Law than The Resurrection of Jesus Christ. Also, bunnies don't even lie fucking eggs. I don't get that. Do you get it? No. That's fucking weird. Uh, Speaking of eggs, here to help us on this inspiring listening journey is my sister, Ashley Judith Schimmel. Yeah, I do include the the full name. Full name. Google her. (laughs) Nothing comes up. Nothing comes up. I should mention also that I call you Linda because I don't want people to get confused. But it's specifically Linda with a Y. Linda with a Y. Yeah, that's very important. I always tell people it's not just Linda, it's Linda with a Y. Why I started calling you Linda, I'll never know. Well, it's ironic because it kind of made sense when I found out my name was actually Ashlyn. Yeah, that was like a... That was a that was an eye-opener for you. That happened a couple years ago. Mom hopped up on the epidurals when she gave birth to you. Yeah, that was great. And then she, Ashley, found out her real name was Ashlyn. Ashlyn and Jacqueline. 
Cool, Mom. It's like Dan and Stan, like, but worse. It's so embarrassing. That's such a Christy Schimmel move. Yeah. Nice one. Ashley, you were very offended that I hadn't asked you to be on the podcast, and I haven't mentioned you in the blog. I think I have mentioned you in the I, blog before. I don't, I don't think so. I think you've mentioned everyone, the mailman, everyone except for me. Maybe I was keeping our bond sacred and, you know, keeping you out of the limelight. That's exactly what you were doing. You're welcome. (laughs) Things you should know about my sister. She's immune to most antibiotics. She loves a good honey mustard. And at age six, she literally begged my parents to join a temple if she got straight A's. Okay. That's true. That was... She's super Jewish and it's super embarrassing. I'm really not super Jewish at all. True or false? Did you ask mom and dad... That if you got good grades, if we could join a temple. Okay. True or false? No, no, no. True or false? True, because all my friends went to the same temple, and I and had you thought that would be a real good time. No, because we had the tutor that came to our house, and I wanted That's to. That's glamorous, to Ashley. You want to go schlep in a bus with a bunch of frizzy-haired little. No, in fatsos? hindsight, in hindsight, I'm very glad that I didn't go to the temple. However, at the time. It was it the seemed cool like, place to go. I don't know who you were hanging out with, but the temples are never cool places to hang out. Unless you're stealing other kids' bat mitzvah <laughs> gifts. And opening envelopes. And stealing $36 checks. Not that I ever did anything like that. Yeah. Can we please um, talk about our connection to Juliette Lewis? I like to think that Juliette Lewis is like part of our family now. We reached out to her on... Twitter. Twitter, Instagram... And her Facebook page. And her page. Facebook, her Facebook, official Facebook page. Yeah, obviously. And we sent her a video of my sister doing an impression of Carla Tate, which she does unbelievably. Besides being an amazing podcast host, writer, shawarma consumer, and just good time gal, I also happen to be probably the best Carla Tate impersonator there is walking the planet. If you don't know who Carla Tate is, you need to put this podcast on pause Go to YouTube and Google The Other Sister. It's the best movie there is. Ever. <laughs> Ever. It's so it's so genius. It's heartfelt. It's inspiring. It's a love story. There's comedy. There's sadness. There's happiness. There's a band. There's love. Swans. Dogs. Diane Keaton. That's enough in itself. I think I should do a little Carla Tate um, impression just so people can understand what I've got. Can I give you the scene that I want you to do? Yeah, give me the scene. Okay, I want you to do the one where she, when she walks in and says hi to her housekeeper. Little plot recap. Carla Tate comes back from, is it a boarding school or a? It's like a, a school for mentally challenged children. This is not me making fun of anybody, any group of people. This is just happens to be one hell of a good impersonation. It's okay. just part of the plot line, really. Exactly. It doesn't define her. I don't believe in labels. Neither okay, ready? Carla. Winnie! <laughs> I feel like the way that that just sounded through the headphones. Winnie! Nailed it. Okay, should I do the other one when she's the one about I'm gonna do um she's getting ready to go to her first um community college dance. Oh, she's going to school somewhere. Adult school. Adult school. So she's going to the dance and with her new boyfriend. Daniel. That wasn't yeah, that was I killed that too. But mom, the kids at school dance like this. It's, Google it. Google it. 
Uh, anyway, Juliette Lewis, we sent it to her, and she said it was good. Did she say okay or good? I think she was said... Was it great? It was good or great. I think probably good. I'd say great. Yeah, she... I don't know. She didn't pay much attention. I was hoping she would retweet it. Uh, she was... I mean, she's obviously intimidated by my uh, Carla Tateness. You know, I've said earlier that you are a little bit of a Jap, Jewish-American princess, with your temple goings. I think you are by far a bigger Jap than I am. I look far more Gentile than you do. That might be true, but I am like... You are way more Jappy than I am. If we were in Germany a long time ago during the Holocaust, I would have made it out alive. Ashley, why don't you explain um, the story of Passover? Um, Do you even know the story of Passover? Well, apparently I'm so Jewish I should know it. I do know a few things. There's the ten plagues. Yep. Matzah. We recline and not sit. Honestly, all I know is some baby went down a river, a sea parted, there was ten plagues, there was blood on doors, but I just can't get too involved with all these holiday, you know, morals. It's exhausting after a while. I kind of always amounted Passover to a cheap ploy concocted by overbearing Jewish mothers to get their pudgy kids to go carb-free for a week so they could shimmy their fat asses into their bat mitzvah dresses. Have you successfully ever made it? Carbs are my life. Gluten is my BFF. Yeah, I've never tried. I just, I I don't want to deprive myself of anything, ever. I like that. (laughs) You're welcome. Do you know uh, one of the plagues of Passover was death to the firstborn? That would be you. That would be me. I'd be straight up by Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Most of the other plagues from Pesach are like really outdoorsy. Bugs, darkness, locusts, animals, frogs. And maybe that's why Jews don't camp anymore. Yeah, they're traumatized. I mean, duh. I thought it would be fun to discuss in depth our daily life plagues so we can kind of stick with the theme here. That's what we do at the Bitch Bible Podcast. Have you listened to any of them? Yeah, I have. Real bitter that you weren't on them? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay, so we don't need to go through like 10 plagues because that's just exhausting. So I'm just going to like pick a few. This is my number one thing. You know I say this all the time. Being a victim. I cannot stand people whose whole basis of living is feeling sorry for themselves and then also trying to get other people to feel sorry for them. Like pity party, table for one, I'm not coming, cancel the reservation, get out, I hate you. Yeah, I don't, uh, not into that. Mm, I have a pretty low threshold for bullshit. The pity party thing is something that I just really, really don't understand. I am constantly in the pursuit of attention that's positive. Like, I'll do pretty much anything. The pity party's just, it's not cute. It's not cute. Stop crying in public. Ladies, stop crying in public. It's called a bathroom stall. Yeah. Find one. Close the door. Cry on the inside like a winner. And you're making everyone else uncomfortable in the whole... It's so insensitive. It is. I Not about the pity party. It's like taking a dump in the middle of a party and then walking away and letting everyone just like try to figure out what's wrong and clean it up. And I hate when people have pity parties 
and they they express that they're sad, whatever, and then you you try to go and help them, and then they no, don't want no, your help. No, I I don't want to talk right now. I just need to be alone. And then they come out and they're like <laughs> crying louder, hyperventilating. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I really, really can't surround myself with people who do that, or the people who like threaten things, like they're th- well, I'll just leave, or I can't do it anymore. Like people who um threaten to do anything. We'll keep this as PC as possible. Yeah. But you know what? If you really want to do something, you can fucking do it. If you're going to move, move. If you're going to jump out that window, jump. If you don't do it, you're not doing it. We're so back I'm- to the insensitive. <laughs> jump! <laughs> don't really jump, but if you're going to do something, you're going to do it anyway. So if stop trying to rally to really troops. Do it. I don't like people... Kim Richards does this. And Brandy Glanville does the same thing. They want to... It's like people who test other people to see how much they're there for them or how much they love them. It's so desperate. It's so thirsty. And it's really fucking disgusting. Yeah. So don't do it. They, like, do it together. Yeah. Oh, Brandy and Kim? Yeah. I well, that's why they're friends. Because no one else wants to hang out with them. Yeah, because they're, like, teenagers. They're, like, Tweedledee and Tweedledumb fuck. Yeah. I'm over them. I watched the reunion... I was sweating. I lost 17 pounds. Kyle Richards, Godspeed. I would have shanked a bitch. I would have cut Brandy. I would get up. I would be sad. The amount that that girl puts up with her, I don't even understand. It's it's not okay. Not Not okay. Who do you think plays more of a victim in our daily life? Me or you? In an argument, me. I will admit that I do that. You I think get... just in an argument? No, okay. Come on. No. Who do you think is more of a victim in our daily okay, life? Okay, fine. Probably me. I mean, but duh. it's generally like in an argument, in the heat of the moment, I will just... You just bust. You'll take anything. I'll like, take anything I can get because like, you're a really I... difficult person to argue with. I'm the best... You the should best. really, you should have gone to college to be a lawyer. That's so true. You really should have. It's a real waste of a talent. Although I use it in my daily life as much as I can. I could argue my way yeah, through anything. Yeah, with old ladies at department stores. When did I do that? Every day of your life. No, I just don't like when people are pushing me. <laughs> okay? But I am an amazing arguer, and that's why people sometimes have to pull out tricks. Like you, you'll be like, Jackie! I just had the worst haircut. I got a flat tire. I'm out of gas. And I And you know what I say? I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't work so well with you. It really doesn't. I do not do victims and I don't do pity parties. It makes me even more angry and then I get even more aggressive. Yeah. People think that I'm all nice and dainty, but if you piss me off, it takes one time, you're going to get the hyena and you're going to get her good. Yeah, and you're, you, the claws come out. Talons, my bitchy little talons. They'll sink into you so deep, and I will pick you up and drop you off in an undisclosed location, and I will never, never talk to you again. That's what I think of. When I think about, like, arguing with you as a kid, I think of, like, you coming at me with your nails. Actually, you were the only one that, you got physical with me. You used to dig, I did, one time I... You would try, I'd grab your arm, and then I would dig my nails so deep into your skin, I was praying for blood. You are a demon. (laughs) You are a demon. I mean, Ashley, (laughs) you were a nightmare as a child. You were the most difficult... No, you used to make, you used to put me... In, like, confined spaces. That was with- fun. For you. Yeah, we played a game. It was called Lieutenant. I was the lieutenant. She was my, my soldier. Her bitch. And 
I also played Cotillion with you. That was fun. For who? For me. And if you didn't do what I said, I would make my sister sit um, underneath the desk with in a lot the of... pokey. It's called the pokey with Scrabble pieces on the floor. Thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. And then I'd make her get a dictionary and define the word it. And until she gave me a proper definition, I wouldn't let her out of the and pokey. And I was like six years old is when this... You were a, a real little... asshole when you were six. You oh, were annoying was... as shit. You wouldn't stop crying. You, we went to summer camp. You threw up every day at summer camp because you were I... having separation anxiety. And all I wanted to do was dance. You know all what? I wanted to do was dance and learn how to do a round-off backhand spring. And I never even could learn how to do a cartwheel because I always had to tend to you in the camp office crying. Sounds a little bit like someone is playing the victim card. This is what we call... The truth card. This is the victim. This is called the harsh reality. Well, you had to you had to not dance because I was throwing up. Uh, I'm not victimizing myself. And you did myself. dance. You danced. Yeah, I plenty. O- I overcame it because I'm not a victim, and I danced my ass off. And I was camper of the year, probably because they felt sorry for me. <laughs> they knew if they didn't give you something, you were gonna off yourself. Yes, <laughs> and I'd do it. I have conviction. If I said I was gonna jump, I would jump. <laughs> I also think that being pretentious is an ultimate life plague. People assume that I'm pretentious. I have no idea why. You're probably actually the least, one of, the least pretentious person that I know. I'm bitchy as fuck and just difficult as a human being, but that doesn't mean I'm pretentious. I'm just a pain in the ass. There's a difference. There is. Pretentious is someone that if you think you're better than other people or like people who... It's mostly, like, a monetary thing, I feel like. Do you find... Because I've just been... Recently have a newfound love for the Real Housewives. I've never I know what you're going to say, but I'll let you finish, yeah. Do you find Yolanda to be pretentious? Because I do not. I do not find Yolanda to be pretentious at all. I think people sometimes... If it seems like she's talking down to people, it's probably because she is. Because she's more articulate, so she's dumbing down her language for, let's say, Brandy. You know what I mean? But pretentious is people, I think it's when people think they see the world differently than other people. Do you know what I mean? Like you think, oh, I went to this school or I lived here or I did this. Like traveling first class doesn't make you more cultured than someone who's like seven years old slinging shit and selling, you know, stolen roses on the Ventura Boulevard to pay for their school books. Like just because that doesn't amount to cultured or education or this that the other thing it's like shut up I just don't like when people give off a vibe that they think that they're better than you I mean I think I'm better than a lot of people but it's because me it's true, true. <laughs> you know well, that's not pretentious if it's true it's true but I don't like people who ask I don't like people who talk about money that it makes me un- it really does make me uncomfortable it makes me I have like a visceral reaction to when people talk about money like it gives me diarrhea you get like I, it, I don't even like when people ask me, like, what things... Even if it's a friend, like, oh, how much was that? Or It's, like, Unless weird. it's really cheap, I get excited. Oh, oh yeah. No, like no, no. Like, if I got a deal, I like to announce that I got a deal. I go to TJ Maxx on a weekly basis, and I try to find the red clearance stickers, like, for something mm. that's really cheap. And then I go to the, rent, the, uh, the runway section, and I try to find like-minded articles of clothing to stick the discount stickers on. Like, one time I got this sweater that was originally $800. I got it for $39 because I found another sequin sweater by Willie Smith. Only people who go to TJ Maxx knows 
what Willie Smith is. Is that like Will Smith? I, I don't know. It's it's from Macy's. And I took the sticker, put it on, bada bing, bada boom, hi. Do you remember when you did that when we were little in San Francisco at the sweatshirt store and I've done mom it. and dad made you go back? Yeah, and, and then tell the guy that yeah. I lied. Similarly, when I was younger, I used to, I was always looking to get a quick buck. It was kind of my thing. It was You're how a I, sketchy little girl. I was the sketchiest little girl. I actually stole from my uncle Ronald McDonald the charity handprints. And the ones that you buy for a dollar at the McDonald's, and then you sign your name, and it goes to the some cha- some kid charity, whatever. And I stole a stack of like a hundred of them, and we went door to door and said um, that we were, you know, raising money for this charity because I wanted to buy myself a go kart. She also remember when you used to get us all dressed up in Girl Scout yes. uniforms and make us go on a scavenger uh, hunts for different food that you wanted. <laughs> Sometimes a bitch just wants a Snicker bar, and if your mother doesn't buy junk food, you have to utilize your options and go door to door and say that you're on a scavenger hunt and you need four Snicker bars. <laughs> you know what? It worked. And a $20 bill. It worked. Every time. Every time. And they never noticed that we were all only wearing one garment of the whole one uniform. Hat, one sash, one skirt. <laughs> Together, one outfit. Whatever. You know what? Fuck this. Let's talk about something that's really important and really affecting our lives. That is? Zane left One Direction. It's a little... It makes me sad. Does it make you sad? It makes me a little sad only because I feel like it's the the first piece to a crumbling... Andrew's gonna kill himself. I know. <laughs> My boyfriend Andrew is here, and I he's worked with him, and I'd like him to talk and give some inside juice, but Andrew's not allowed on the podcast again because last time he was on, it deeply offended some members of his family, and now you're banned. You're blacklisted. Got that? And for the record, not sorry. <laughs> on a lighter note, <laughs> I you know what? I don't think this was a big shock. Wait, but I don't know if this is like, did he release a solo song? No. No? Mm-mm. I thought he did. Andrew, you should you should probably maybe be doing some Google searches or Okay, so apparently inside scoop is this inside? It's I don't not know. inside. Uh Zane has been working with other producers and recording tracks privately, but you know, a lot of them do. I mean, they're musicians. They uh, Right, but when you have in your head the thought that maybe you're possibly going to leave, I feel like it's a little shady that he leaves the band officially, mm-hmm. and then the next day, leaks, which I, it right. seems a little bit too... Well, you know what? It's just, he's they're in the middle of a tour. They're in the middle of doing the next album. Like, come on. I think it's a little bit fucked that he left at the time he did. I don't, he's, um, I don't know if I'm I allowed really to say what I'm allowed him. to say, but I, I don't know that he can hold the stage solo. I, no, he's a little boring. Liam has the best um, stage presence, I feel. He moves, he flips the mic. I mean, I think he... Well, that's exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> Harry, like, did, does the water thing on the fans. Like the hair flipping. He's flipping his... Harry could just sit there and do nothing. He could just read a book on stage. I'd be like, he's but amazing. Niall he's so plays hot. the guitar. Yeah, no, they've all got, like, a little bit of a shtick going on. Zane, you know what? You don't want to be a part of it. But he does Hashtag ungrateful. Bye, Felicia. Voice of an angel, though. Beautiful voice. That's the loss. I wish him the best. 
Arrivederci, Zane. <laughs> Adios, Zane. <laughs> I spent an hour watching videos of the super fans crying, and it's just like, I totally relate because that's how I was when uh, Ginger Spice left the Spice Girls. Yeah, you were. I needed a Lexapro a prescription. Fanatic. No one loved the Spice Girls like I loved the Spice Girls. Our grandparents surprised us and took us to a concert reader little, and Jackie started crying and yelled, slap me! And I literally slapped her across the face. I needed to be slapped. I thought I was in a dream. I was freaking out. If you see pictures of me from the concert, it's frightening. It's I mean, terrifying. Her veins in her neck are popping out to the point where I was where like, it's- mama! I knew every, oh my god, I was going nuts. Yeah, it was embarrassing being there with you, even at a four years old. Whatever. In other music news, uh, Taylor Swift and Calvin Harris were spotted out holding hands. Canoodling? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of into that. I'm kind of into it, too. But, I mean, why can't that bitch just go out and find a nice accountant or something? She, I think she really should. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And you know what? Speaking of Taylor Swift, this is something I wanted to talk about. Can we please address a group of people that need to be sent to a caged island? I am talking about the Swift status sluts. I'm going to elaborate on that. I just like a good alliteration. Sorry. If you're listening to this podcast and have ever captioned an Instagram post or made your Facebook status a Taylor Swift song lyric, consider this a friend intervention. You are basic as fuck. You were basic before basic was even a thing. Yeah, you are exactly. Exactly. Nice one, Ashley. You're welcome. I swear to God, if I see one more person post... I've got that good girl faith and a tight little skirt. I'm going to get red lipstick and a high-waisted bikini, move to New York, become BFF with Haim and Selena Gomez, and then jump off a tall building wearing Keds. See, but I wouldn't mind to be in her little girl posse. No. Oh, my God, no. I had, like, a full-on epiphany a couple weeks ago. I like Taylor Swift, and I want to be good friends with her. I do, too. And, by the way, she's, like, her little... Click, cool as shit. So cool. But you know what? It's the girls, it's other basic bitches giving Taylor Swift the bad name. Because Taylor Swift is doing her thing. She's Taylor Swift. She can do whatever the hell she wants. If you live in Valencia and you work at a at a Petco and you have that good girl faith and a tight little skirt, just shut up. I we don't agree. need to hear about it. We don't need your 17 emojis. We don't need your acrylic nails. We don't need your Tiffany charm bracelet. I- I'm over you. I think just quoting a song in general, if it's like inspiring, if it's yeah. supposed to be an inspirational song, keep it on that, the inside. Keep it on the inspire yourself. Keep it in your headphones, okay? Yeah. I, We've all heard you don't, it's not resonating. It's, you're not moving me here. No. I'm over it. Not cute. Although there is something I'd like to talk to you about. You have a uh, you have a music ringtone, and it's so embarrassing. It is embarrassing, but I honestly, it's who has ringtones anymore? It's called a vibrate, or it's called a whatever comes on the phone. I do need to change it. It's, I've had it since high school, and then I just... no, I know. And now I'm telling you, you need to take it off. I'll, take I'll it change off. Change it. No, no, no. It's Midnight City by M83. 
It is. The city is my church. City is my church. I like that song, and okay. I had a weird phase. It's and even I made weirder it my that it's tone. like it's even weirder that it's like an alternative song. Well, what do you want me to have? Like a hardcore rap or something? that would be so much cooler. If you had like Tupac, I would say keep it. If you, even if you had something quirky and weird, like I don't know, I'm a slave for you. That would be cool. What you did is so disgusting. And makes me very upset with you. And you need, we're, take it off now. Right now? Right now. Take it off. It causes tension in our relationship. It's like so embarrassing. I every was time your phone, of that. Every time your phone rings and we're in a group setting, part of my soul dies. Mine I'm like, does my too. sister. Yeah, but. It gets, it's embarrassing a little bit, but normally oh, my not, phone's on vibrate. Clearly not enough because you've had it since high school. You're 21 years old. Nobody has personalized ringtones anymore. Got it? Got it. Cool. Yes, yes, ma'am. Did you hear that selfie sticks are banned at Coachella? Well, that's not great because I just bought you one. Oh my god! I, I mean, gave I gave it to you. No, I didn't. I you didn't give it to me. You took it back. <laughs> the second I said I wanted it, you took it back. It's really annoying because I actually bought my own and I covered it with daisies and suede fringe for the occasion. You did not. No, I didn't, but I was going to. This is America. Wait, but why is it why is it banned? I don't know. Why the hell shouldn't we be allowed to bring camera phone accessories wherever the hell we want? Like can you not have a case? I, exactly. Where are they going to draw the line, Coachella? Next Where? thing you know, crop tops are going to be banned. Moccasins and then everyone's going to do floral headpieces. Floral headpieces. I mean, but to be fair, selfie sticks are mostly like for Asian tourists, not hipsters on Molly. So I can't imagine there's going to be like a huge surge of selfie sticks at the festival. I mean, yeah, but they're very convenient. If it was like a Psy Gangnam style performance, I get the ban, but this seems a bit unnecessary. That was an Asian joke. Do you get it? Gangnam style. No? I didn't catch that one. You, you're like just disappointing me on so many levels right I, now. I would like to mention, uh, once she, well actually once she removes her ringtone, then you'll be in a place where I could properly set you up. But my sister Ashley is single and ready to mingle. I have a roster of about three people that I'm really into setting up. And I want to set them up on this podcast in like an awkward forced dating situation that I will facilitate. Like a like speed dating? Like speed dating on this podcast. So if you're interested, <laughs> she's 21. She loves children in an appropriate way. In a very appropriate way. <laughs> in a totally appropriate way. She likes a good turkey sandwich on the beach and has huge tits. <laughs> if you're employed... If you're attractive, if you've never taken a gym selfie, and hopefully in the Los Angeles area, please email us. The email address is sayhi at thebitchbible.com. I also have my husband, Max Bronner, who is single, gay as a mimosa brunch, looking for a sugar daddy, preferably an older sugar daddy, so keep that in mind. Also, my producer, Emu... She's very into the idea of having mixed babies with someone. She is a fierce Asian woman with a heart of gold looking for a tall white guy. You'd go Jewish, right? Yeah, she'd go Jewish. Um, All about that mixed baby life. You'll have cute-ass kids. (laughs) She's like, okay, wrap things up. Um... Also, if uh, for Max, if you're terminal with a trust fund, he's very into that. Just... (laughs) Me too. Same with Ashley. Emu, (laughs) 
Yeah, so for all three, terminal illness, trust fund, no children, no ex-wives. If that sounds like you, once again, the email is sayhi at thebitchbible.com. Linda, we need to wrap this up and make our Passover party so I can get to the gefilte fish before Grandma and Aunt Sandra start spritzing their Cabernet in it. <laughs> Everyone, please go subscribe, share, and for more of a bitch fix, head over to thebitchbible.com. See you next Tuesday. And as Carla Tate would say, Olive Juice. Olive Juice. <laughs>